Welcome to Celebration Church Online. We are so glad that you've joined us. We want you to share this broadcast with as many people as you can. We believe that it will bless and encourage us all in this season. Remember to continue reaching out to your loved ones. Stay connected with each other, especially with your cell family. The Bible gives us a pattern to look out for one another. Let's speak His word and His strength will carry us through. Continue checking our social media platforms for updates on Facebook and WhatsApp. We encourage you to share this content with all your friends and family. Well, last week I spoke to you about the power of the Word of God. and Before that, we had our whole conference around His church. And believe it or not, these tie together. God called us to carry His Word into a dark world. And He told us that we are to be salt and light. And salt and light is the title of my message this morning because God wants the church and wants you and I to be salt and light. Now, there's two examples that Jesus used that they seem maybe insignificant in our modern world. But in the first century, boy, let me tell you something. Salt and light were very, very valuable. In the Roman marketplace, salt was even used at times as money. And without electricity, light was a truly valuable asset at night. Today, we often take these two things for granted. I mean, even here in Africa, we have a superstition around salt, and it's for the very same reason. Do you know why in the Shona culture, we don't hand salt hand to hand? We set it down. It's because it was so valuable. And if someone dropped it, it could be so serious as to break a friendship. So if you set the salt down and the other pickets, picks it up, there can be no doubt as to who spilled the salt and no break in your friendship. What was Jesus implying here when he said, you are the salt of the earth? You are the light of the world. Well, let's, let's, let's look at salt. First of all, you are salt. Number one, salt preserves and purifies. In the days of no refrigeration, salt was used to preserve meats. We do that today with biltong and things like that. And to prevent decay. Ezekiel 6, 16 and verse 4 says this. It tells us that salt was also used to rub down newborn babies. The only reason why this earth is not destroyed is because God's people are still here. You see, if the people of God were to be removed from the nation of Zimbabwe, total anarchy would ensue. There would be no check whatsoever on the corruption that issues forth from the hearts of of wicked people. You see, it's only the light or the salt of God's people that has preserved this nation. Salt seasons. Job 6, verse 6 says, Can that which is unsavory be eaten without salt? Or is there any taste in the white of an egg? Job's saying, hey, you can't eat an egg without salt. And I'm in full agreement with him. Paul goes on to say in Colossians, the fourth chapter, he says, Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. You see, we're told that our speech is to be seasoned with salt. Our lives are to be salty to the people around us. Mark 9.50, Bible, Jesus said this, He says, salt is good, but if the salt has lost its saltiness, wherewith shall you season it? Have salt in yourselves and have peace with one another. Jesus said that we have to have salt in ourselves. You see, salt is no good unless it mingles with that which needs it. That's why, as believers, you and I are 
not only to engage in this world, but we need to make our saltiness known in the world. You may be the only gospel that someone who doesn't know Christ ever reads. This leads me to the third point. Salt makes you thirsty. Simply put, it's the job of Christians to make the world thirsty for what we have. We're to cause them to want to draw from the well of living water. You know, there was a television advert in this country. and uh, I love this. It had a very profound effect on me. There was this guy. He was obviously totally dehydrated. And he was... Uh, he seemed to be dragging and dragging himself through the desert, it seemed like for days. And the hot sun was beating down on him, and his lips were cracked, and his tongue was totally parched. His skin was sunburned and cracking, and, he, and he's breathing heavily. And as he is evidently nearing the point of total dehydration, all of a sudden his eyes brighten, and he reaches out to what you are anticipating to be an oasis or some kind of cool drink of water, only to tear open a large bag of potato chips and begin to devour them. Eek. I can even feel my mouth drying out as I'm recalling this advert right now. I mean, it was terrible. It was a terrible advert. But it, was, it had its impact. It had its, its effect. You and I, number two, we're the light. We're the light. John 5, 33 through 35 says this. It says, you sent unto John, and he bare witness unto the truth. But I received not testimony from man. But these things I say, that you might be saved. He was a burning and a shining light. And you were willing for a season to rejoice in his light. See, John the Baptist was referred to as a light. Then we read in John, 6, John 1, verse, verses 6 through 9, it says, And there was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not the light but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. See, Jesus, we are told, is that true light. What is light all about? Well, number one, light dispels darkness. I often use an illustration where I speak to young people about darkness creeping into a situation, or even creeping into a room. I'll say, can you feel the darkness? Since I've been speaking, the darkness has been creeping and creeping into this room. And uh, I say, can you see it? Can you feel it? And I'll even get some of the kids to say, yeah, yeah. You know, because they're responding to my suggestion after I'm a pastor. Some look confused and many just remain silent. Then I say, no, darkness is not overtaking the light. In fact, light always dispels darkness. The darkest room, you can turn a match on and it dispels the darkness. You see, darkness is simply the absence of light. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and verse 6. The Bible says, For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. You see, it was the light of God that shined into our hearts. We should be thankful every single day of our lives that God allowed the light to come into our darkness and shine into our hearts so that we might have the knowledge of the Son of God, the glory of God, seen through and by and in our relationship with Christ. 
I've been using this scripture a lot. First Peter 2 and verse 9, it says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. See, God has called you and I, called the church, called people to come out of darkness into his marvelous light. But then Jesus goes on to say to us, you are the light of the world. You, you and I. The second point is light cannot be hidden. Its purpose is to expose and to be exposed. Matthew 5, verses 15 through 16, he says, Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it gives light to all that are in the house. He says, let your light so shine before men that they see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. See, we're told that it's not appropriate to hide our light under a bushel. You see, in the Lord's time, light was to be put on a lampstand that it might provide light for everyone in the house, that everybody might see. Philippians 2.15 says that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you shine as lights, in the world. Can I tell you something? You and I are supposed to shine as lights in this world, in this crooked and perverse nation that we live in. God's telling us that we should shine as lights in a crooked and perverse world. The next thing is, light provides life. Just think about what we all know about light. Without light, all vegetation would die. There'd be no photosynthesis. And the effect of that would be devastating to all other living creatures. It is light that produces life in everything. Matthew 5 and verse 16 says, Let your light so shine before men that they see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Jesus says that our light is to be seen, the light that's in us. That they see it through our works, the way we glorify God. And by doing so, God gets glory. You see, as Christians, there's only, we're the only chance, in fact, for life in this world. If our light goes out, the Bible says that the whole world lies in darkness. And the only way for people to escape darkness is for there to be light. And God uses you, and He uses me to shine, to translate people from the place of darkness into the place of light. into the kingdom of God. You see, darkness is full of weeping and gnashing of teeth, but the kingdom of light is the kingdom of his dear son. Let me give you an important note. Before the Lord said that we are salt and light to this world, he charged us to begin with our own attitude. In Matthew 5, verses 1 through 12, he said this, And seeing the multitudes, he went up to a mountain, and he was, when he was set down, his disciples came to him, and he opened his mouth and he began to teach them. And he said this, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers. For they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted 
for righteousness sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you. Against you falsely for my sake. He goes on to say this. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is reward in heaven for so persecuted they the prophets which went before you. These are powerful scriptures. Here's a question. Are you the salt and the light that Jesus declares you to be? Are we as believers shrinking back from the responsibility that we've been given by our Lord of being salt and light? This is why in our church we have cells. Why we call you to fellowship. Not to forsake the assembling of yourselves together with other believers, as is the manner of some. This is why our relationships are so important. Because you cannot work on your characters, those things that are represented there in those first 12 verses of Matthew. You can't work on those alone. And we cannot be light and salt unless we are becoming salty and full of life. Character is something we must work on. And that God will help us with the power of His Holy Spirit. To work on. I want to encourage you today that those character issues are probably some of the most important things that we have to deal with as not only church leaders, but also as congregants, members of the church. If we lose character, if we're not merciful, if we're not uh, all those attributes that we see there in the book of Matthew, if we don't have those attributes, can I tell you something? We are losing our saltiness. Today, you may be thinking about what I'm saying, and you may be wondering, well, how, how, how do I get involved? Well, the church is going to be opening up. Next week, we're going to be in church. Many of you need to just come back home, be part of the fellowship there. Others of you are saying, man, I, I've lost my saltiness. Others, this has been a hard time, and you just left the Bible. You're not, you're, you don't have any source of light and saltiness. You've lost your savor. You've lost your light. That's okay. God says you can come back. You can repent. There's some phone numbers right there on the screen right now. On the other end of that line, there's people that can meet with you. There's ways that we can help you. Our goal as a church is to help you become salt again. Let your salt be salty. Our, to let you be light again, to get light back into you. Uh, and if you don't know Jesus, if you've never accepted Jesus, then you can receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. It requires that we repent, that we ask Him into our heart. You can do that right now. You can bow your head and you can earnestly cry out with all of your heart and say, God, forgive me. You're being convicted of your sin right now, but God will meet you if you turn to Him with all your heart and ask Him to come into your heart. You know, as a pastor, I've given my life to love people. I don't want to see anyone perish. Jesus didn't want to see anybody perish. He gave his life on a cross. I've just given my life to preach this message. But my desire is that you would come to know Jesus. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray that every man and woman under the sound of my voice, every young person, would come to a knowledge of Jesus today. But Father, your words help them not only receive the salt and the light, but become salt and light to others. 
that they might be saved and that their families might be saved and that they would escape eternal judgment. Lord, you never intended eternal judgment for man, but through man's rebellion, through us not accepting you, we set our own fate, our own destiny, and we rebel against your goodness. Help us today to respond to how good you really are through Jesus. It's not religion. No religion can save you. No church can save you. Only Jesus can be your salvation. God bless you. Thank you for joining us online. We hope and trust that you've been blessed by this service. Stay connected with us through our social media platforms, Facebook and WhatsApp. As we go, stay safe, stay blessed, stay connected.